Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 17, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's talk about the current tape. We'll talk about kind of a state of the market, state of the tape, state of the union type of thing. We'll take a big picture perspective and then we'll drill down from there. It's options expiration week. First out of the gate is at some point this week, we should expect weird things to happen. That's just the way it works. They'll take the market in both directions at some point this week. Maybe we'll get a pullback tomorrow being Wednesday. Maybe they'll shoot them up half a day Thursday into Friday. Something of that nature isn't necessarily the unexpected, but more so in the expected camp. Also on the daily chart, we've got some unfinished business up above SPY 400. Now they touched 400 today. They pulled away from it. I wouldn't necessarily call this a rejection of 400. So let's look at what we have. We're going to drill down a little bit and look at some numbers that did happen, were supposed to happen, had a reason to happen, all that stuff. So here's a gap that was filled. The gap is 399.40. So last week, the high here is 398.49. The high on Friday was 399.10. So they have yet to fill that gap. They filled it today. They did not close above it, but they did close above the 200 period moving average. So for the bull case, they're still hovering at or above the 200 period moving average, the last moving average in the moving average line of defense conversation on the chart. So that's in the bullish camp, bullish side of the ledger. The bearish side is if they can't get back above 400, then the market will get rejected at 400 and they'll trade lower. And tomorrow you'll find the market down a little bit, maybe even down on Thursday. So let's just say, and we'll project forward a little bit, Where is that down part? So from a daily chart perspective, and there are other numbers from intraday charts. Keep that in mind. That's really for the inside the number member stuff. But from a daily chart perspective, if they got back below the 200 period moving average, what's the next thing that would jump out at you on the page, which is really the low from Friday, which is 393.34. So let's just put a line at 393.34, just so we have a reference point. And what we also notice right away when we put the line in is that over here, the market ran up to that price and pulled back, not a tremendous pullback, but a pullback nonetheless, then went higher, broke out above that price, came back to retest that price, went up again. As long as they're above the 200 period moving average, don't have to worry about it. But since that same price from over here coincides with the breakup candle low from Friday, it's still an important price. So now let's do this in real time. What happens when we go to a different time frame? Do we see something important around that price? The 240 chart looks the same. You have the same run up to the same price. It's the same as the daily chart. So here, there's nothing really new. You have a breakup candle low right here. So there's nothing new from the daily chart. From a 120-minute chart perspective, nothing new. They will have spiked 
If they do this and they get down to that breakup candle low, they will have spiked the 20 period moving average, but everything else remains the same. And the hourly chart, all of a sudden we see the 50 period moving average creeping in at around that price. It will likely be there tomorrow. Breakup candle low, 50 period moving average right here, and all of a sudden you have that same run up that we talked about on the daily chart, we talked about on the 240, the 120 right here. I had lost my other stuff for a minute, so you got the breakup candle low, 50 period moving average, run up. All of a sudden it starts to look like the makings of an intraday full stack situation. What else do you have? Well, from an hourly chart perspective, and you won't have symmetry down there because that really puts price a little bit before that. However, what you do have is you have a breakdown candle and you have a bear flag pattern working its way around the 20 period moving average pretty much all day long. Tomorrow morning would mark the beginning of an on time type of situation based on this information for a drop down another leg lower and Wednesday morning. What takes that off the table? Trading back above 398.50. Why is 398.50 important? Because that was our pivot this afternoon from an intraday slash inside the number perspective. It also represents the area that kind of activates the beginning of the test of today's highs and then even higher. So we'll see where the market shakes out tomorrow morning, but what we can say is above these afternoon highs, which is right around that same price, 398.84, this one is 398.70. So 398.50 in that zone up to 398.85 is that zone that would turn this bear flag pattern on its face and probably run a test of that breakdown candle high. Put that on a sticky note, it's important information. Let's talk about the big picture once again for a moment before we turn the tables to something else. Remember what we were talking about down here as the market was going sideways, and I said it's either gonna break lower or it's gonna break higher, and that's obvious, it's Captain Obvious stuff, but if it breaks higher, what happens is the pundits on TV, the talking heads, the media circuit, they forget about the bear case and they hop on the bull case. Buying begets buying, panic buying sets in, the squeeze operation takes place, the melt-up operation takes place, all that stuff. We talked about it back then and here we are. Now, it's always and was always going to be a bounce in a downtrend until it's not. So we turn our attention to the weekly chart and we see the same weekly trend line that we've looked at from time to time, more recently than not recently. And what we do know is if they can close a week and then two weeks, for example, above that trend line, which would be above that weekly chart, 50 period moving average, that would be something that we would have to pay attention to. It would open the door for higher prices. Now, let's talk about the higher thing for a second. So that would activate something different. And that would activate an A move off the bottom from October, a B move down to the recent lows that we're having a rally from, and the C leg 
would then complete above the high of the A leg. And if they did that, we would turn our attention to somewhere in the vicinity of these pivot highs up here. Whether they got there or not is one thing. However, that is a possibility. Remember, the market's job, trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. There are still plenty of bears out there looking for another turn down, and therefore, if they can get more bears on the bull side before they pull the rug out, that's just part and parcel to the entire the way the market works situation. We've got to get a little bit of FOMO going, fear of missing out on the long trade before they pull the rug out for the next leg down. Let's now turn our attention and highlight some things from inside the numbers today. We've got the commentary and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. I'll point out some important things, some important numbers, and you can pause the video and read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I wonder how many people actually do that. So we start out with a little bit of a pullback overnight, options expiration week, weird stuff happens on purpose, might as well get right down to the numbers. Our early pivot today, and that would have been more of a bull bear pivot on a wider ranging day. Today was a very narrow ranging quiet day, so not a lot happened. There was hardly any intraday move other than small ones in relative to the bigger charts, if you will. So 396.50 was important, could be important tomorrow. We'll keep that one on the board. By staying above, it technically keeps the band playing on and the immediate uptrend intact. Getting below, yada yada, we don't have to worry about that. You can read that on your own and write some of it down for tomorrow. What about the flip around? 398.70 will be our bull pivot today. Getting above on candle closes is the case for another leg higher in the current melt-up situation. Like close to or a spike of the big fat round number of SPY 400. So this was posted at zero dark 30, and just from the first blush, you can see they pretty much did all that stuff. Let's move along, see what else we have as the morning matures. Floating around the flat line, not much to do with it until they either run them higher or drop them lower. 398.30 to 398.70, I'm narrowing things down now, is a resistance zone above 399.10, which was simply Friday's high, is the gateway toward the big fat round number. They did that too. 399.40 is another resistance point. That was the gap we looked at before. Can traders short against Friday's high? What does that mean? Can you use Friday's high as a stop out, meaning if they start pushing above it, closing candles above it, the trade is wrong. The answer was, it's a reasonable trade for traders willing to assume the risk. The zone to short is 398.30 to 398.70. It starts as a scalp and it morphs from there. The flip side is the first place of support if they drop them is 396.50. I'm going to go to the chart in a moment, but let's just fast forward a little bit to after the opening bell. Any trader that was taking the short in the zone and under 399.10 will need to book profit along the way. So now you look at a five-minute chart and you say, all right, well, what actually happened? What happened is they opened the day at 399.75, very close to 400. 
I was looking for them to open the day. And this is personally from my own trading perspective and also what I was talking about in the live room. Remember, I'm running the live room this week and I'll also likely run it next week, having some fun. We're learning a lot of stuff. There are oodles of information being dispensed in this live room. I'm basically thinking out loud, if you will, running through the stuff each and every day, each and every morning. So I didn't love the fact personally that they ran up right before the opening bell close to 400. I was looking for them to do that after the opening bell and then get rejected up there. So I shied away from the short trade, but I didn't put that in the notes for inside the number members. So anybody that did take the short trade up there was certainly paid off as they came down. What I was actually looking for after they did the shenanigans thing at the open was 400.50, they didn't get there. They made a high of 23, 400.23, spot 23, whatever you want to call it. 938, 399.60 can bounce, and therefore traders short would need to book profit around there. And by the way, just notice this, I didn't notice it at the time, and I'm surprised nobody emailed me on this 397.60, it was a typo. And what you'll see is up here, I say it here, 943, 397.62 against 397.60. That was what that was meant to be, and I apologize and regret the error. Then they came a little bit lower after the fact. There's your 397.60. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I was looking for a short higher and a long trade lower, and the net net was I got no trades today in the SPY. The live room didn't get any trades in the SPY today. However, we'll circle back to stocks on the move in a moment and take a look to see what happened there. Remember, sometimes we have something for everybody. Sometimes we don't. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. So I leave you with the afternoon schematic. The market was basically a paint dry kind of day, trading in a very tight range. And that's the type of tape it was. Stocks on the move. Remember, it's now getting into earnings season. The list is going to grow. The trades are going to come fast and furious. Today, we had a healthy little list, but only two hit their entry objectives, EMR and Mohawk MHK. So we'll take a look at those charts. The other ones are off the board. They're no trades. The first one is Emerson. You can see getting a haircut. This is a five-minute chart. 91.22 was the number on the board. They came into it, spiked it bounced off of it, gave you about 80 cents, give or take, and then they floundered around the rest of the day and traded in and around that number. They closed 91 and a quarter against 91.22. So what that tells you is, and it's a reconfirmation, that the numbers work and that number is in fact important. Mohawk, similar routine, but only different. This one did a shimmy shimmy twice before the number, and then they came into the number, and then they bounced later in the day. So this one is not the ideal situation. This one falls into the camp of the manner in which. Had they come down and did it here in the first candle two or three of the day before this bounce, that's a different story. Coming down reduces the, we'll call it effectiveness of the trade, the likability of the trade. It's a different trade because they bounced in front of it this much. Had they bounced 50 cents or something, that's not the same as bouncing multiple dollars and then coming into it later. So be it, you could still see here the number's important. It's a classification of the manner in which. 
what have we got over in Camp IWM? Well, they were basically flat on the day, very similar to the S&P, very narrow ranging day. It's all the same market type of situation. And you can see very clearly what's going on here. You have an important high here, an important high here that's basically one and the same from a visual perspective, right? Maybe not to the penny, but close enough. Another important high here. Now you're coming back to that same place. It's not going to just waltz through there like it's not even there. It's not going to cut through it without some kind of a bull bear battle. And the flip side is if they did, you might want to put this on the bull sticky note. If they did, it opens the door for a run very close to, if not a spike of 195. Put that on your sticky notes. Could you get a pullback a little bit here, Wednesday, Thursday, and then another run higher into the end of the week, maybe even into the end of January? Yeah, that's very possible. Folks down at the transportation department, same routine, only different. They're eating time off the clock in this upper range. That's all they're doing. When you look at these pivots here, there's a lot of resistance up here. There, there, there. So they're eating time off the clock to get up there. But if they eat a lot of time off the clock, then they're building energy to go through there. Right now, they haven't really done that. So they're building energy to get up there. Here's something in the bull camp we should take note of. Look at the volume down here on this day. Now, what day was that? That was the 12th. So that was a day where there was heavy volume, not a breakout, but heavy volume for some reason, they have not broken down, they have not broken out, they have been going sideways on decreasing volume. How do you read that? You read that as eating time off the clock, building energy to make another move higher. That's the way I read it, period. Let's say they do break out. Let's say they have a run, doesn't have to start tomorrow, but let's say they have a run, where are they going? Well, they're going to go above 15,000. They're likely going to go to 15,4, 15,4,50, something in that neighborhood. Because, here's the weekly chart, if you look at this and you say, well, was this one of these? A leg up, B leg down, C leg in development won't complete until they get above 15,000 to begin with. How much are they going to spike it by? Well, they're going to take a run at these highs up here. And if they spike them, you're in your 15,500 camp. What else you got up there? Got a breakdown candle high. Same routine. 15,400 or 500, right in that neighborhood. Let's get the number. What's the breakdown candle high? 15,521. So whether or not they get there, make an attempt for it, it's these highs, and then it's that breakdown candle high, which isn't that far away. So that's the reason why that number comes into play. If this is, in fact, a bullish pullback pattern in ABC, I could also make a case that this is basically a move higher and a bullish pullback pattern. It's all how you want to look at it, how you want to draw it, how you want to say, as long as they're above here, this bullish pullback pattern is still intact. You break down below this lower trend line and something else is developing. This breakup candle low is another line in the sand. You have a lot of things on the same chart that you can look at as benchmarks. The closer you get to current price, the more risk you are reducing if, in fact, you're looking to take a trade. And this is like a learning opportunity of how I'm looking at the chart and would I take a trade on a chart like this. Forget about the transports. This could be anything under the sun. It could be the ETF for the transports. 
Just the point is, is that you can take a trade against, on the long side, against Friday's low. That's closer than the weekly chart breakup candle low. Here's the IYT, for example. Might as well talk about the thing while we're talking about the thing. So the low here is 223.30. They're at 230, seven points of risk on a $230 stock. It's not that big of a deal. What's that, right around 3%? That's a reasonable risk reward. Below Friday's low, something else is developing, and the door will open to the lower portion of the channel we just looked at. And if I'm long, I would exit, or at least look to exit, slash take profit around 238, and then around 242 and a half, give or take. Put that on a sticky note. XLF, financials, down almost 1% today. There were some financials that got hit. Goldman Sachs got hit. But Morgan Stanley was up, so do they cancel each other out? Kind of, sort of, not really. We don't have to worry about that. All we have to say is this. They're at the 100-period moving average. They were there, and they pulled back. Now they're back. They either get rejected again, or they bust through. So the bull cases, they bust through, and then they get above this high here, and then they go to 38 and a quarter. If they can't get through, they get rejected back down to a spike below 34, maybe even 33 and a half. Put that on a sticky note. When you look at the daily chart, you say, look at this candle from Friday. That's the makings of a reversal candle. Even though it's at a high on the chart, they tried to drop them. They tried to pull the rug out. It's not at a high, but it's not at a low. So not looking for a reversal back up at a high on the chart. But what we do know is they tried to drop the tape or the XLF. They reversed them on Friday. They're still hanging around these highs. That's just a bullish signal. It's a bullish read. It was on volume on Friday. So we have to take that with a grain of salt. Hey, that's not bearish. That's bullish. Don't be surprised to see the market making a push higher, whether it's tomorrow or into the end of the week. We've got the signals out here. Remember, they're still going to pull the rug out a little bit. They're still going to be out in force, meaning the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Their job is to make as many investors and traders look like fools as much of the time as possible. That's just the way it works. Now, we switch over to Smash Mouth and we see a market that was up a little over a buck today, a little over half a percent. So again, not bearish, but bullish. It's a signal, it's a sign of the tech sector and somewhat of a health in the tech sector. You look at the Dow, the Dow was down, but the tech sector wasn't. Why is that? Well, money is going into risk assets as opposed to dividend-paying stocks and all that stodgy stuff. Take it at face value. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, generally speaking, it's going to be a duck. The market is still poised for higher prices across the board. They have no signs yet. They have shown no signs yet of a rejection at all. There's been no sign or signal of a trend change. There's no rejection of price. They haven't got to an important price and had an intraday rejection. So they're headed to a destination. In my opinion, they haven't got there yet. That's the story. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.